Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What's up, guys? (laughs) Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. (laughs) Hell yeah, let's go. I don't know what to say to that. Did I oh, hear that it's right? It's a Wednesday edition of PFT Live. I don't know. What was that? What did he say? Did I he say it. you're a handsome I was too guy? Concerned that- I think the guy yelled out, oh. you're a handsome guy. And he said, I don't know what to say to that. Right, I gotta, I gotta look yeah. at that again. I was kind Thank of you. like getting myself gathered here and not quite ready for showtime, and I wasn't looking all the way. But it is. Uh, Wait, did the show start earlier today than you expected? Did it start before seven o'clock Eastern? I wait. I lost you. I don't hear you, you. Are you guys hearing him? I hear. I yeah yeah. Okay. Oh. We have the fun of unexpected technical difficulties. This is why I wasn't listening to Jimmy Garoppolo, because just before we went on the air, I began to get the inkling that Chris wasn't going to be able to hear me because he was saying something to the effect of, I can't hear him. Do you hear me, Chris? Yeah, I think we're going to need to give me a reset up, so you might have to hold this down for a minute because you're going in and out. I I can... I can hold it down. I got some things to say. I usually arrive up here to the studio a few minutes before the show begins, and I don't know what I'm going to say. And then at some point in those two minutes, I figure out what I'm going to say. One thing I want to say is this. I heard from a lot of people yesterday who both enjoyed and were completely revulsed and disgusted by my trip down memory lane talking about my two years working for KFC, known at the time as Kentucky Fried Chicken. It has since become KFC to deemphasize the fried no, what, what do we think? What do we think? It's boiled now? <laughs> Have you fooled us by not calling it fried? Have you made us think that it really isn't? It's just magically cooked in a crispy outside with a tender, juicy inside by something other than being submerged in boiling grease for 
seven to 15 minutes, depending upon whether or not it's crispy or original recipe. So anyway, see, I remember all this stuff. Uh, I did hear from one guy who actually worked at one of the plants where they cut the chicken, where they have a machine that put the chicken into the state that it was in when I had to fish through 20 boxes, 20 bags, two chickens per bag to crack the thighs and to retrieve the tail and remove the fat. So that was fun yesterday. The other thing that happened last night, I'm usually very obsessive compulsive about checking my phone to make sure my alarms are on. And I'll do it two, three, four times just to make sure my alarms are on because I don't want to be late for the show. I'm back, baby. Last night was the first time. All right, he's back. He's back. We're back in better than ever. Did, was there a show that used to say that? I don't know. Uh, anyway, Chris, Chris, here's what I was saying. I, I, I reset on the Kentucky Fried oh, Chicken please experience. Don't. So Come up with another experience. About please don't. Tails please. and fat. And, Thank well, you. I heard, from, I heard from a lot of people who both loved it and hated it. Yeah, right, uh, right. But yes, yes. I, I, I was talking about my OCD tendencies, which infect my life in many ways. But as it relates to my alarm on my phone, I usually check it multiple times a night to make sure it's set for 6 o'clock and 6.05. Those are the two that I use, 6 a.m., 6.05. And last night I was laying in bed, and I'm thinking I need to check my my alarms. And for the first time ever, my attitude was, screw it. If it isn't set and I miss the show, they'll live without me. That was the first time I ever had that attitude. Of course, the alarm was set. But that's just we're creeping closer and closer. I mean, to the why? Day where where was when, that? Like, where did that come from? Where you just said screw it? See, I don't know. See, that's how you know you're becoming like it's like the Jerry Seinfeld stand up thing where you you're becoming an old timer. Like, at what age do you just go? I don't care anymore. Uh, I made it. Let's see if you make it right. You've ever seen him do that skit where he's just like, at what age does people become so old that they just they get in the car, they put it in reverse, and go, I'm going right. Uh, it seems like where you're, I'm going. I made it. Let's see if you can, kid. Right? That's where it seems like you're going right now. We'll we'll see. You just hey, screw it. I'm, I don't care. We'll see. I, I well, can't even believe it. I think there's a few. I think there's a few more steps to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. not not quadruple checking whether or not my alarms are on, and just simply triple checking is the first step. There's a few more that we need to progress through yes, before I is. just don't show up. But it was the first time that I that I did not give in to the take the time, go to the edge of the bed, go all the way. Cause I, I, I keep my phone on a, on one of those flat charging pads. And sometimes it's on the nightstand. Sometimes it's on the floor. So I have to actually go physically retrieve the phone. That's another thing I was thinking of this morning yeah. as I rushed up here to sit down. Does anyone have clock radios anymore? Does anyone even mm. bother to use clock radios anymore? That was the thing that used to wake us up. Now that our phone does everything, all the industries that the iPhone has killed, Kristen says she She's has got them, one. Right. I would say between between the the camera, who buys a camera anymore when we're carrying around something better than every any camera you could ever buy in your life, but all the other things that are done now because of the iPhone and the smartphone, we we haven't had a clock radio in years. What's the point? The one we had, the alarm kept going off at weird times. I don't know. Maybe we should have had an exorcism. But we just unplugged it and got rid of it, and we just rely on our phones. But in the middle of the night, isn't it nice to be able to like roll over? And it see is what time. It is. That's where it's I was going to go. I'm with to you. find out what time it is. Yes, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm with you there. That's where I do miss it a little bit, and I notice I miss it when I go to a hotel. Right, hotels still have the clock radio in it, 
and I, you know, you know, they had the settings to where it doesn't have to be so bright in the room, and I'm that's where I like it, like what you're talking about. You roll over in the middle of the night, you're not sure what time it is. Oh, okay, it's only two thirty. Instead of having to like fumble and reach for your phone and tap on it so the screen comes up so you can see the time, that is a little annoying. It has made me think about getting the clock radio again, just from that simple aspect of being able to look over and see the time and being a little more comfort, you know, comforting in the middle of the night. I agree with you. I think after the show, I'm going to find myself a clock radio. I don't need an alarm on it. I just I don't yeah. even need the radio. Right. I just want the clock. Yeah. I don't need anything. It's the other stuff that causes a problem. Yeah. Because inevitably, you hit a button that you shouldn't hit, and then the alarm just goes <laughs> off at 4 in the morning, and you got to figure out how to turn the damn thing off. Like, I don't need the radio. I don't need the alarm. I just want the clock. I'm just going to get a clock, a digital clock that doesn't tick. I mean, that that's how – I mean, my original alarm clock – was the tick 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 and the the you know the bell internally that would ring? So uh, yes, I'm old and well, yeah, okay. you're old. Wait, can we so, can we bring? Maybe it? we can revive. Oh, can uh, we revive the clock radio? I'm thinking I might damage we did to the fried chicken industry. We're going to revive the clock radio industry. We're going to get ourselves a clock radio sponsor. I might in, I if, might if join you in them. that purchase uh, here in the next day or two because it, also it's a nice little like can be a nice little night light too. You know, you get up in the middle of the night. I'm, I'm at the age now where I might have to get up multiple times to uh, relieve myself, which is really freaking annoying. But yes, you know, there's nights where you, you're stumbling around. You don't want to make sure you don't trip on anything. That's another benefit of the 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 radio clock, but you're right. I just want the clock. Just that's all I need in a little nightlight. That's all. That's all there is. So it's amazing yeah. that I am 15 years older than you. Right. And I do not have to get up in the middle of the night. I, you, I've heard you say I that. I never. I'm impressed with you there. Every, every once in a while, I have some sort of, of, condition that requires me to make sure I go right before I go to bed otherwise it's beat the clock to fall asleep although because like 15 minutes later I gotta you know it's like I can't fall asleep because that's that that little sensation you know just that yeah. just enough right this is really taking a turn but just Better enough than of Kentucky that fried chicken conversation you can't fall asleep <laughs> so but yeah I don't I don't and, and like all the guys I know like a friend of mine came over last night we smoked a cigar down in the barn and I think he went to pee three times and he tried to blame it on smoking this cigar it's like dude you're old yeah you just pee a lot it just happens so, I don't know it's, it's amazing it's amazing I have, I have yet I have yet to uh I have yet to to get go there good bro well hopefully that's you know hopefully we also had a conversation about contacts and glasses like I don't wear glasses I don't have contacts like at what age do do they become like am I gonna am I gonna be able to to out outlive the need for glasses I'm this old and I strain my eyes every single day and I pass my eye test every single year yeah when I go for my physical of course I think I've memorized the chart by now but like at what at what point do you just say, oh well, here come the big Coke bottle lenses? Like maybe I'm maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna. Yeah, well, you're already winning. You're winning the battle. Wear glasses. Okay, so you know, enlarged pro or large prostate, an older guy gets to make you pee more. Florio's winning. Eyes don't need like glasses like that. Fifty-eight years old, that you're winning. I mean, that that's good. Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Damn it, damn it. I'm trying to add that extra year in there, but yeah, that that's you're you're way ahead of the curve in both departments there. So you should be proud of that. That's for sure. And 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 I have hair. 
So, uh, yeah, I'll take trifecta. It. I'll take it and I'll run with it. Wait, one more thing. Can you we know, go back to be, the start of the show it for may a be, second? It may be. Yeah, we can. But let me just say one thing. Yeah. It may be that years from now there will be a study done that determines that the, the keys to unlock remaining youthful as you age is to spend two years messing around with chicken fat and chicken tails and cracking chicken thighs. Maybe that's the key. Yeah, right. Thank you. Well. Yeah. Well, then, I, then, then, All right. then I'll wear go glasses. Back to, you want to go back to the beginning? Are we going to play the Jimmy G thing again so we can fully appreciate what yeah, you said since we're worried about technical issues? Let's go. Ahead. Let's, let's have it. another listen and look at Jimmy G. What's up, guys? <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go. Double X, man. Double X. This is for you. You're happy guy, man. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Boom. That was kind of That's random. That's what he said. You're random. a handsome guy, man. I don't know what to say to that. Thank you. Thank you. Anytime someone calls you handsome, that's all you, you say. Thank that you. But but have you ever Thank come you. up, you know, like I, I am not the type of man that is ashamed to say that my wife, anybody would speak to that. I, I'm always willing to, hey, that's a handsome guy, handsome guy, you know, whatever. But I can't say that it's like, hey, I just met a guy and I'm two sentences into meeting him. And then I go, hey, you're a handsome guy, man. Uh, that is that's that's a, it is a little weird. That's that's one where he probably wasn't expecting quite that compliment at that moment. I'm sure he's heard it before. He should be used to it by now. He should be. It's what he's famous flash, for. He is a handsome guy. <laughs> yeah. God, I mean, yes. Like, why why are you rattled by it? It would be different, you know. And I don't want to name names, but there are others that that they would they would be they would be shocked. By hearing that specific compliment. Uh, what's the weirdest thing that, that any fan ever blurted out to you? Uh, gosh, I, mm, that's a good one. Uh, off the, mm, I, 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 there's, there's, there's really probably been a ton of things, that, and I'm going to choke here under the pressure. I mean, under the pressure here. I mean, you know, always like I, I had a few moments of like signing some breasts right that 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 was always a weird thing that I'm not getting into things that were said to me but that was always like whoa okay you want me to sign right there you know and there was a few times where it was skin and there was a few times it was t-shirt God. so yeah you asked the question I couldn't think of one on the fly about weird things that are said to me which it'll come up I'll think of some as the show goes on but you know that was always an interesting turn when when somebody asked to sign there <laughs> uh you never had that you yes, haven't had any, i have no idea what to you say you never had any no that's that's yet it never happened to you yet that's yet to happen a <laughs> few more hangout sessions happen. few more movies few more books hang out with spike lee a little bit more i think you might have that happen yeah, to you one day here <laughs> you know it's funny at, at LaGuardia on saturday when i had a much longer time there than i needed because i just allowed for plenty of time and and we had more than enough time with with Spike Lee. Have you heard I was with Spike Lee over the weekend? So anyway, um, like right away, as soon as I got there, I went to get something to eat and boom, guy comes up and wants to take a photo. And, you know, as we've already been down this road, it takes just as much time to do the photo as it does to be an ass about it and say no. And it doesn't happen to me so often that it's an imposition. So boom, there's one guy. And then two minutes later, boom, there was somebody else. It's like, man, this is going to be a long it's going to be a long time waiting for this plane. And then it never happened again the rest of the time. So it's just so random. 
and 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 again, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. And I've said, I, do, ask me, and if I if I am an ass about it, kick me. I that's the official position that we posted right. on PFT in the aftermath of the experience I had at the Super Bowl. If you ask me for a photo or you want to stop and talk anywhere you see me, if I am anything other than nice and friendly and cooperative, kick me in the balls. That you have license to do it. Boom. Um, because there's no, there's just no reason. Again. It's not like it's happening all the time. I'm not Jimmy G walking through the airport. It happens very randomly and very rarely. So I, I actually kind of welcome it when it happens. It's kind of fun. It's 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 still in that it's still in that range of it's not even close to an imposition. But even if it ever gets there for anyone, it's still easier, folks, people out there who may be listening, who may be far more likely to get stopped and asked for a photo than me or Chris, just do it. It takes 10, 10 seconds, 10 seconds. That's it. It's just as long as it takes to say no. And the one thing I think these people don't realize who act that way, that person carries away a bad experience and tells everyone they know about it for the rest of their life. That's not exactly the kind of PR you want if you are the person who snubs someone for a simple request to just take a freaking photo. Okay, well, we're covering all. Just don't lie to Florio and tell him he's handsome. That's when you know that person's got, you know, mental issues or is blind. Hey, you're a handsome guy. Yeah, that's when you know they're full of it. Listen, (laughs) at 57, I don't need that anymore. Those days are over. But I will take, you have a nice head of hair, and I don't think it's a toupee. Two, wow, you don't wear glasses or contacts. I'm impressed. Three, it's good to know you don't have to get out of bed seven times of night to urinate. Four, four you wear baggy radio. clothes, and the how's rumor is radio? you're a little cheap, and you won't get tighter clothes. Uh, uh, what about that one? Is that cool if they take Howie Roseman's line? Are they good with that one? <laughs> First of all, the fact that I'm cheap is not a rumor. It's <laughs> uh, a fact. Oh, I, I don't know. deny it. Well, I, I know. Cheap. I know. Yes. Listen, <laughs> listen. This is the great. This is the great irony of my life. When I was a kid, when I was a kid. If I had any money whatsoever, I immediately spent all of it. Immediately. I remember there was a time that my birthday was coming and out-of-town relatives sent me a card. And there was five bucks in it. And I took that five bucks and I grabbed my friends and we lived it up, baby. I mean, it was you know, we went up to the, those are back, and this is, play the music. Those are back in the days when there was a drugstore where you could actually go sit at the counter and get the chocolate Coke. They'd get the, they'd put chocolate at the bottom of the, of the, of the glass, and then they'd fill it up with Coke and it all mixed together and it was really good. Wow. And we got candy bars and we got potato chips. Wow. I spent every penny of that $5. And then I got in trouble when I got home for taking the $5. It's like, hey, mom, it's my card, it's my five bucks. Why can't I spend my five bucks? So now I got money and I never spend it. Well, not never, but I don't, I like, I'm very, I'm very careful with (laughs) money now and I I don't need to be that. And so years of hearing my mom harp on me about being careful with money finally sunk in. All right. No one's harped on us yet to move on to why we're here today. God, it's 15 minutes and we've been talking about everything, but professional football and there's still plenty going on. Let's get to it. Pete says 18. That's a new record for getting into the show without talking about anything worthwhile. Now we pivot to the part of the show where we really don't talk about anything worthwhile. It's just about football instead of clock radios, chicken fat, peeing seven times a night, and other things that we've discussed over the last 18 minutes. All right, here we go. Uh, 
Lamar Jackson is one week into his foray into free agency with an asterisk. Restricted by the franchise tag, can talk to any team that has two first-round picks this year and next year. And I got clarification yesterday. Like, the Panthers can talk to him because their pick is higher than their original pick. If you don't have your original pick, as long as you have a pick higher than your original pick, you can still talk to him because that's the pick that would go if you sign him to an offer sheet. So the Panthers, even though they don't have the ninth overall pick, they have the first overall pick. So if they would sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet, the Ravens don't match the first overall pick and next year's first round pick. You know what? They may not have next year's first round pick because of the trade up. So that may disqualify them. I hadn't thought about that side of it. But you have to have this year's and next year's. This year, it's your original pick or higher to have permission to talk to Lamar Jackson, sign him to an offer sheet, yada, yada. Uh, Yesterday after the show ended, I remembered that on Monday I saw from Stephen Holder of ESPN.com an item that the Colts haven't ruled out a run at Lamar Jackson. And that's the smart play. It's glaring this year because for some reason, instead of the default, we keep all options on the table, which is what we usually hear from most teams when it comes to any player who's available. We're, we're not going to foreclose any options. We're going to keep everything in play. We had that parade of teams that were making it known to reporters, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Colts aren't out. Doesn't mean they're going to do it, but they are one of the few teams that have a need and that haven't closed the door. And it's significant when you consider all the other teams that went out of their way, Chris, to close the door. I don't know that they're going to do it, and the fact that they added Gardner Minshew hardly forecloses it. His his contract is three point five million yeah, for right. one year. It means That's nothing. Low end backup money. Right. You need a backup. It means nothing. Right. You're not signing him to be your starter. You're signing him to be your backup. He's still he's he's still on the roster, and Lamar Jackson, I think, would still be in play if they wanted to do it. I don't know that they want to do it, and if they ultimately do it, it's got to be an ownership call. It's got to be something Definitely. owner Jim Irsay is okay with. Is he okay giving Lamar Jackson what he wants? And and somebody sent to me, and I haven't I haven't gone and checked this. There was a tweet about the Colts pursuing Lamar Jackson that Jim Irsay apparently liked. So that you know, read into that what you will. But um, they, they they would seem to be one of the teams that should be thinking about it. This perpetual effort to get quarterbacks who are a little bit too old here's a guy who's still in his prime if you're going to go veteran quarterback makes sense to get a guy who's still in his prime yeah I mean definitely out of all the veteran quarterbacks they've got in the last few years right this is the one where you go okay well hey wait there actually seems like a legitimate future you know and Lamar Jackson you know couple him with a guy like Shane Steichen who we just saw come from Philadelphia and kind of the offense he ran there you know certainly can formulate something around that around Lamar Jackson that would make sense so you know, from that standpoint, that does make sense. And, yeah, you know, the options as far as free agents are out there, there's nobody out there anymore that you're thinking about as a starter. Lamar's the only guy you're going down that road with now. But where I question it, Mike, and, you know, I got great respect for Stephen Holder and uh, what he does, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I totally buy in that there's interest there either. I'm going to say that. I haven't heard anything tangible. I think you and I, you know, uh, both know we, we know a ton of people around football. I haven't heard anything to make me believe that that's going down a road of like a real possibility. Maybe they haven't closed the door 
Okay, that that's fine, and that's one thing. But you know, I'm just going to state that right off the bat that I haven't heard any real tangible evidence or from anybody that I really trust in league circles that the Colts are legitimately thinking about this. Uh, and then you know, I think when you throw into some other factors of hey, Chris Ballard, you know, he's been burned by veteran quarterbacks. Does he want to do that again? Does Shane Steichen, you know, want to go down the route of yeah, a guy in his prime but lost a step a little bit as a runner, right? Or does he want a blank canvas and get a new quarterback at pick number four and, you know, build the team that way? How do they view themselves right now? Are they ready to win right now and go to the Super Bowl, you know? And, hey, screw those two first-round picks? Or do they think, hey, wait, we got to build a little bit here and we're not quite there yet? So I think all those things kind of play into the question and, and how the, they evaluate this situation. And yeah, they haven't closed the door, but I have a hard time thinking that they're, you know, legitimately really thinking about signing and making a move with Lamar Jackson, at least right now at this moment, Mike. I am looking at Jim Ursay's likes yeah. on his Twitter page. Yeah. And five or six down, there's a tweet from Monday from an account called The Blue Stable. And the tweet says this. The Lamar Jackson sweepstakes has provided lots of discourse to go around as an und- and here's the quote that I guess is from the article as an undoubtedly quarterback needy team the Colts have naturally been discussed as a natural candidate for a deal with Jackson but should Indianapolis be trying to get Lamar Jackson that's the tweet that Ursay liked so is that just cuz I I will like tweets as just kind of a reminder like a bookmark and I sure. know there's a bookmark function I don't do the bookmark function. I do the like function because then I go to the likes and I scroll down and it's like, oh, that was something I saw that maybe I want to write about. And sometimes I get to it and sometimes I don't. Right. And sometimes people will read into it. Why did you like that tweet about this, that, or the other thing? You like that? No, I I just want to remember to write about it. So maybe that's all Ursay did. He wanted to read it later and maybe talk to somebody about it. But regardless, it got the attention of the guy who'd have to make the ultimate decision. Yeah. This is the reality. It's an ownership call on Lamar Jackson. Definitely. It doesn't matter whether your football people want him or don't want him. It helps if they do. But at the end of the day, whether or not an owner wants Lamar Jackson or, more importantly, doesn't want Lamar Jackson is going to be the key here. Because most of them won't want him because most of them don't want to piss off the rest of the league by being the one who does the thing that the league doesn't want them to do, specifically sign a player to a contract that is either fully guaranteed it's signing every penny or even if it's not fully guaranteed all the way to the end, the full guarantee is so high. Right, that who cares? It, it, it's that who cares? Right. You throw on a dummy year at the back end yeah. that's non-guaranteed. Right. Well, it's still $200 million fully guaranteed. It doesn't matter if there's another $100 million that he's never going to earn. So, uh, so I, for that reason alone, I, I can't rule out the Colts. Look. Who was the guy in October that was willing to buck the preferences of his owners and yeah. speak out about Daniel Snyder? Who it was Ursay's the only one. Sure. He's still the only one who has had the willingness to break ranks and speak out against Daniel Snyder. So maybe he's got the willingness to break ranks and 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 do the kind of structure that the Browns did last year. And maybe he could do a deal that isn't fully guaranteed and he could plausibly say to the world, hey, these guys don't like fully guaranteed contracts. I didn't do a fully guaranteed contract. I, I, I mean, yes. It, it's still, the price tag like you're talking about is a real issue. 
you know, d- despite and the, you know the things that we're you know you kind of hear out there. Oh yeah, no guaranteed contract, but still like a huge guaranteed lump sum of money that would shatter the record book, you know, for what we see in the NFL. So yeah, Ursay's got the guts to do that. Ursay, yeah, he's kind of a wild card with these type of conversations. He might be the type of owner that just says, hey, screw it. Let's make a move and get a quarterback and go from there. But what I just would question just as if like if I was the GM or looking, you know, at them a little closer is just are they ready? Does it make sense? You know, I I almost look at the Colts a little bit, Mike, as like, you know, if I was just sitting there evaluating them as a team that they kind of missed their window the last few years to be like in that Super Bowl conversation. And the Andrew Luck and the quarterback thing messed it up. I feel like now they're kind of in a mold of, you know, hey, yeah, there is no T.Y. Hilton. Paris Campbell's gone. The O-line wasn't the same last year. It's Jonathan Taylor. We don't have a quarterback. You know, Shaq Leonard missed most of the year with a back injury. You know, there's some other aging guys on the defensive side of the football to where I, I feel like they can't afford to give a guy a groundbreaking contract and then trade away two first round picks with the state of their team either where they're at right now. And I think that's probably, that would be part of the question or the evaluation of does it make sense to get Lamar Jackson too? Around any corner within every battle and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I love my cat, Tiger. And as my best friend, we speak our own language. What's that? You love your litter. He does, because I use Fresh Step Outstretch Litter. It absorbs 50% more waste and odor and requires less changing compared to Fresh Step Multicat. Less changing means more time playing. <laughs> right, Tiger? <laughs> That's a yes. Find Fresh Step Outstretch Cat Litter in the pet aisle. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. The, the other thing to remember here, and you consider the fact that the Colts have the fourth overall pick in the draft, what if someone trades up to number three with the Cardinals? Yeah. And it goes quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And those are the three guys that they like. And at four, we don't like any of the guys that are there. We have three guys we like, and they're all gone. That's when they either trade out of that spot or use it on somebody else. And then after the draft is when they could pursue Lamar Jackson giving up 2024 and 2025 first round picks. Yeah. And I won't be surprised. If somebody waits until after the draft to make their move on Lamar Jackson. Now, hovering over all of this, Chris, is the reality that the Ravens, and we we haven't really focused on this aspect of it. The Ravens are in position 
to match. The, right. So our you team's going to risk like, going down that road that you're talking about, right? Is that kind of how you're setting this up here a little bit? Yeah. 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 You're, doing, you're doing free work right. for the Baltimore Ravens right. if you believe there's a good chance they're going to match. Hey, thank you. We've been trying to sign this guy to a long-term deal for two and a half years, and we haven't been able to do it. Thank you yeah. for getting him to sign an offer sheet. Now we will match it. And if that happens... You get nothing. Yeah, and you're screwed. If you're the team, right. you get not a damn thing. You have provided free negotiating services to another franchise. It's one of the reasons why it doesn't happen very often with restricted free agents. I also think there's a little collusion going on with restricted free agents, but the sure. same thing with a franchise tag player. Offer sheet, you put in all that time, all that effort, you woo him, he signs it, and then the other team says, thank you, we'll take that contract. And that's kind of the weird disconnect here, Okay. Are there teams out there that should be happy to give up two first-round picks, two unproven lottery tickets? Should you be willing to give those up to get a proven commodity at the most important position on the field? And you could make the argument, if you set aside all the other issues, the basic argument, proven commodity versus two first-round picks, the answer for a lot of teams would be yes. But the flip side is, would the Ravens take two unproven commodities, two first-round picks, one this year, one next year, or even worse, one next year, one the year after? Would they do that and give up their proven commodity? And I'm not so sure they will. I'm not so sure after all this stuff that's happened, if they would ever get to the point where someone has signed to do an offer sheet, I'm not so sure they let him walk. I think that this is just part of that dance to finally get him signed. I hey, agree. Please, somebody else, try to sign this guy. Right. Go ahead. Thank you. Right. Thank you for doing it. Now we have him under contract. I, I think that was part of the reason, and again, why I, I know there was people that were mad at the Ravens and disrespectful, but I think that was part of the reason they applied the non-exclusive franchise tag that we talked about. It was a little bit of, you know, we tried to explain this the day after it happened, of exhaustion, and you're you're saying it, right, where they just went – Okay, somebody else figure it out. You go out there and figure out if somebody else will pay you close to what you know we've offered, or if somebody will pay you more, or if somebody else can get you know farther down the road with laying down the framework of this contract a little bit here. So yeah, I think that was a big part of that, Mike. And I, I think you're 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 right. They're just sitting there laying in the weeds, going, "Go ahead, test the market." You know, we don't think you're going to get the contract you think you're going to get, and you know we've made you already. From all due accounts, the, the 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 greatest offer we've seen in the history of football at the con as far as a contract, except for one guy. So yeah, I think there is a little bit of just exasperation and exhaustion in the whole thing, and that was part of this where everybody ran with the collusion and disrespect of Lamar thing, and I was like, you know, I think you remember at the time, like, I don't think this is collusion. Nobody wants to give guaranteed contracts. I know there's some sort of collusion there. But I think at the end of the day, it was more of like, hey, we've exhausted all angles here to try to get this done. So let's see if somebody else can figure this out and then we'll we'll capitalize off of it. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. The collusion happened last year with the reaction to the Browns contract right. with Sean Watson. Right. It became clear to all the teams out there that you're going to piss off your partners. You're going to get the cold shoulder at the quarterly collusion meetings if you do this. They knew that before they even this did that. This year. Right? Right. 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 This year, it's there are so many factors, including at the end of the day, I don't want to have to say no, we're not giving you a fully guaranteed contract. That's just one of the reasons to shy away from him. So 
if one of multiple reasons to shy away is the thing that there's collusion about, it's a mixture of collusion and non-collusion. It's a mixture of business motivations, one of which is I'm going to get in trouble with the league if I give this guy a fully guaranteed contract. But I think there's other things, and it's a stew of factors where you just say, not for me. That's not the, that's me. Great the thing. player. Right. Would love to have him right. if he had an agent. Would love to be able to know I can do business with him in the future. I could extend the contract without wondering, can I ever get this guy to focus and negotiate and agree with me? So I think it's a lot of factors, but there is that poison of collusion from last year yeah. that infects the overall mindset this year. I So it's, it's not – Straight line, right? But it's there. Yeah, it's there. It's there. And and you know, to, you know, to just jump off of what you said too. I mean, even yeah, before Jimmy Haslam gave Deshaun Watson that contract, that was already a known no-no in NFL circles for the most part. I mean, everybody knew that that's not where the league wanted to go. You know, coaches, players, they all knew that that's the you know, owners weren't willing to do those contracts. This just kind of you know shed a spotlight on it. And of course, it was a weird look with the Deshaun Watson circumstances and everything that was going on, you're going, wait, we're going to break the bank and all the NFL, you know, contract, what we know about them, you know, for Deshaun Watson in this moment right there. That's what the odd part is. But yeah, this is where the Lamar Jackson conversation is really interesting and it's hard to figure it out. And like you said, Mike, I think that's the proper word there. It's a stew because, okay, you know, let's break it down. The positives. He, we know he's awesome. He's still unbelievable backyard football player that way, you know, off schedule type plays. He still is, you know, one of the top running quarterbacks in football. I think we both agree and most people would agree. I think he's not the top anymore. Justin Fields has the mantle there. He has a, an elite arm. I mean, his arm's elite, right? Now, and, and he, he can make any throw in the book, different releases, all of that. And he can play in the pocket. Now, the negatives are, wait, how good can he play in the pocket? You know, they've set this offense around the run game. And then, okay, he's been hurt the last two years. He wants a groundbreaking contract like you've talked about. Hasn't played in December. Has lost a step a little bit, right, that way. You know, people, for whatever reason, I'm not one of them, but they question about can he make an offense work if he has weapons around him and, you know, throws in the pocket. I think so, but I think these are still questions that a lot of people in the NFL have. So I'm, I'm just trying to lay out the positives and negatives a little bit for people to where, you know, again, where I think people uh, are a little confused by the conversation and hopefully trying to explain how, like, he's viewed in the league a little bit you know, from people I talk to and, and, and people around the NFL. And he doesn't have an agent. He's difficult exactly, to negotiate with. Exactly, that too. To negotiate with. At, right. some point, at some point, you're going to have to talk to him about something and you're not going to be able to get anything done. Exactly. You want to inherit the issues and headaches the Ravens have had the right. last two years. Right. The other reason that we need to take seriously the possibility of the Ravens matching, yeah. you have to have enough cap space in order to absorb the Lamar Jackson contract. And if it's going to have three, four, five years of full guarantees at signing, there are rules that apply to what the cap charge, what the payout needs to be year one, year two, year three, year four, et cetera. The Ravens are sitting on $32.4 million in extra cap space for Lamar Jackson right now. Yeah. They have to have $32.4 for his contract. So they've got the baseline that they would need to match and then they would have the five days to renegotiate contracts. Somebody was telling me yesterday, looking at the other contracts, some of the big-name players on the Ravens, they haven't done 
that simple restructuring where you take the bulk of this year's payment, turn it into a signing bonus, spread it out over multiple years, and drop this year's cap number. They could raise more cap space very easily with some of their stars like Ronnie Stanley, Marlon Humphrey, et cetera, if they get into that five-day window where they need even more than 32-4. And when you look at who's got 32-4 or more, when you look at who's got at least 25, because somebody told me not long ago, 25 is kind of the magic number to make this work for this year. There aren't many teams out there in position to do it. That, that's, well, another reason that's another why factor for sure. It, it's, it's not easy to make it happen where you can even sign him to an offer sheet, and then you don't know that you're going to get him. And that's the other side of it, too. Like I've, I've said, and I think you agree with me, the Lions, Lamar Jackson fits the Lions' current approach yeah, to football right. better than Jared Goff. But you know what? Here, here's what happens. Here's what happens. You can't, you, can't, you can't do it secretly. You sign him to an offer sheet, and everybody knows. Yeah. Jared Goff's going to know. We signed Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet, i.e., we no longer have faith in Jared Goff. And then the Ravens match it. And you come out worse. It goes beyond just giving free negotiating services to the Ravens. You ruin your own team. Now, you've you've Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff. Exactly right. You've got a guy that's going to be pissed off at you like Mayfield was last year with the Browns and Matt Ryan with the Falcons. We don't talk about that because... The Falcons got lucky to dump Matt Ryan when they did. All due respect. Yeah. But Deshaun Watson's pursuit ruined the relationship between two franchise quarterbacks or potential franchise quarterbacks and their franchises. Now, one of them got Deshaun Watson. The other one didn't. And Matt, they had to trade Matt Ryan in the aftermath of pursuing Deshaun Watson. So that's the other reason. That's another factor in this stew. It definitely this cautionary is. stew to not pursue Lamar Jackson, especially if you currently have a guy who's good, but not as good as Lamar Jackson. Yeah, the, the, there's definitely that aspect. You know, I'm glad you, you buttoned up a few of the things I was trying to explain to there, too. And then the money thing is where I did I did want to go. Because I think there are there's certain teams that, you know, again, yeah, they didn't expect to be, oh, wait, we, you know, he's free and all this, and it, it's gone, it's too far. It's too long down the road here now to where, They've already allotted money in certain places, and oh yeah, okay, maybe they could figure out a way to sign Lamar Jackson, but it would ruin their football team. You know, I hear people out there. You know, there's there's been people. Oh, the 49ers, the 49ers. I heard that a lot over the last few the last week, right? Because of Brock Purdy's injury and all that. But I mean, the 49ers are who they are because they don't have a quarterback. They're paying that huge price tag to, and you know, just knowing. You know, talking to my friend Kyle Shanahan over the last year, you know, they're they already like you've explained, they're kind of already like down the road of wait, we got guys signed up and we got Nick Bosa on the radar and we kind of know what we're gonna do to formulate our plan here as we go forward. Oh wait, whoa, we gotta sign Lamar Jackson. Whoa, we gotta blow that up, blow that up, you know, blow that up, and all of a sudden everything's out the door, and let alone your salary cap and all that's in the and and shambles as Charlie's is trying to figure it out. That's why we're again, it's a little far down the road, and that's where the no agent and all of those things are coming back to hurt Lamar Jackson in this conversation. Let alone all the things we've talked about. He doesn't have a hype man out there or anybody to sell him to the public, the media, other teams, the GMs, all that. It's all hurting Lamar Jackson, and it it hurts my heart for him, you know, when I talk about it and say it out loud. By the way, I appreciate the sound effects. You're not quite Michael Winslow yet, but I do like a good sound effect from time to time. Thank you. You know, the the 49ers, 
there's some speculation, some rumor gurgling around that Kirk Cousins next year is on the radar for Kyle Shanahan. Oh. Because she, uh, Cousins, Cousins deal in Minnesota. He's a free agent next year, and they can't tag him. He's walking out the door potentially to the highest bidder, and Cousins could finally reunite with Kyle Shanahan. And apparently there was chatter at the Combine. I heard from an executive with the team yesterday, not that we heard it when we were there, but apparently there was some chatter about Cousins maybe being traded to San Francisco this year, although now that they have Sam Darnold, I, I doubt that that's going to happen. But the Vikings are a team. When you look at the betting odds for Lamar Jackson's next destination, they're mentioned in that short list. You can't just go out and sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet unless you have gotten rid of Kirk Cousins first. Definitely. You need that cap space. Right. You can't, you can't have both guys on your team. So you get rid of Kirk Cousins. You make the play for Lamar Jackson. And the Ravens match. And your starting quarterback is Nick Mullins. Yeah. That doesn't work if no. you're the Vikings. Right. So it's just another real complication. We're, I'm not making excuses no. to the extent that collusion is infecting the mindset. Right. But there are other practical consequences that we've never had to consider because this doesn't happen where MVP player, franchise tagged, but available to talk to other teams. So other teams go through these machinations of what it's going to take to make it work. Yeah. It's not an right. easy needle to thread, and it could potentially blow up on you. Uh, if you try to do it. One other factor, Yeah, this is something we reported yesterday, and this is something you and I had been communicating about. We had both caught wind of it. Lamar Jackson represents himself. Yeah. And we have been down this road. It happened last year when Roquan Smith was trying to get himself traded by the Bears. He had a guy, St. Omni, who was back on the scene over the weekend because Laramie Tunsil got a new deal with the Texans. Laramie Tunsil technically represents himself, but St. Omni helps him out. And St. Omni's the one that told the media about Laramie Tunsil's new deal. Unrepresented players who have non-certified NFLPA representatives. So, you know, most of these guys that say I'm representing myself really aren't representing themselves. The better way to couch it is what they're doing is using a non-NFL PA representative to represent them. That's what they're doing. Most of them have someone who is helping them who isn't certified by the NFL PA. There's Laramie Tunsil. He was with me every step of the way. That's probably not the thing you want to say, Laramie. It's confirming what people believe. And here's why the agents are pissed about it. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah, how could they not be? You pay a huge fee. You pay a huge fee every year. Right. For the privilege of representing NFL players. You have to have malpractice insurance. That was something 10, 15 years ago that was a big deal. They required all NFLPA certified agents, the union did, to go carry a million dollars at least, maybe more of malpractice insurance. You have to attend a meeting every year of the NFLPA. You're subject to regulation. You could be disciplined. You have to do all the things they tell you to do. You have to limit what you can get by way of a fee. The maximum of 3% isn't some accepted industry standard. That's the most that the union allows certified agents to get. It's just one of the things you have to do. You know, you get an agent for other things. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's the lowest in any industry. Right, right, exactly. That's where you got to explain. 3% is the lowest in any industry you know, as far as entertainment goes, right? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep going, Mike. My bad. No, it's fine. It's fine. So the point is, this isn't players deciding, for the most part, that they are going to roll up their sleeves, negotiate their contract, and do it without any help. 
They're doing it without help that is sanctioned by the union. So I mention all that because we reported yesterday someone has been contacting multiple teams on behalf of Lamar Jackson, who is not an NFLPA certified agent. Right. And this whole can of worms from last year could be opened up again. It's going to be interesting to see what the league does about it. Last year, they sent out the memo saying, thou shalt not negotiate with St. Omni. He's the guy who's contacting teams on behalf of Roquan Smith. This year, the, the league should find out who it is. The union knows it's happening. The league should find out who it is and tell all teams, do not talk to this person or anyone else other than Lamar Jackson. If a player is going to represent himself, or more accurately, if he's not going to use NFLPA certified representation, the team can only talk to the player. No one else, family member, friend, no one. You can only talk to the player if you're going to deal with a player who isn't represented by an NFLPA certified agent. So, like, like the reaction I saw yesterday, so he's not hiring an agent, but he has an agent. Why not just hire an agent? Why not hire an agent who can talk to all these teams and do it the right way? Well, it's it comes down to the thing we talked about a long time ago in this segment. He's a little... Careful with money. That's what causes all this. I'm cheap. I understand cheap. But don't be penny-wise and pound-foolish. Don't set up for yourself 100% of a pie that's this big when you'd have 97% of a pie that, that doesn't fit on the screen. Yeah. Okay? That's the problem. I don't want to write that check every year for 3% of whatever my gigantic salary is. But... Instead, I'll write no check every year for a contract that I, I haven't even been able to get. I don't have to, I don't have to pay an agent because I don't have a contract. I, I, I'm still waiting for it. So that, that's the root of all of this. Guys are trying to save a little bit of money, and they're not realizing that some of them, not all of them, but some of them are getting nothing and saving 3% of that. Congratulations. You don't have to pay out 3%. Of nothing. Well, and, and as we both know, just to piggyback off of that, that there, there's plenty of players and star players at that who have agents where they only give them one and a half percent, one percent. Lamar Jackson could certainly find an agent that would go, well, I'll do your contract for one percent. I'll do it for one and a half percent. They would. Uh, again, I don't know what he's paying the representation he's getting now, if it's some sort of flat fee, if it's a percentage, whatever it is. But yeah, like you said, I mean, you explained it right. There's, we're, we're we're leaving money, you know, off the. There's there's we're, we're not capitalizing because we don't have the proper representation. And you know, offensive line contract, you know, too. It it it, it there's there's differences there, and it's viewed differently. You know, I think even in in league circles, fair or not fair, it's just hey, the quarterback's going to be held to a different standard, and it's just not a, like what, like what? This isn't professional. Who am I talking to? Who are you? What is what? What? What are we talking about here? I've never heard of you before. What you're selling me, Lamar Jackson? You know, I mean that. I mean, just in that itself, like that doesn't. You know, NFL people. I know NFL people watching out here and watching our show right now. They know how NFL people work. Hey, guy, I've never heard from. I don't even know who you are or what you're doing. Oh, yeah, you want me to give your client the greatest contract ever? Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, okay, what What do you know about the NFL, NFLPA, any of that? Oh, wait. Okay. I mean, you know that. Does that sound right? Does that sound th- like something NFL front office people are going to be like, damn, let's do business with that. 
Let's do it. And that's that's just it's it's weird. It's weird. It's not normal for a superstar quarterback nonetheless. And that's why we are where we are. Like you said, it's a stew of a lot of different things. Let alone he got unlucky with a year where some of the teams are in rebuild phase or there's two at quarterback or whatever, and it just didn't work out the way where that team or two or three that were set up right now for a guy like Lamar, and that's where he got a little unlucky too. What this person is saying to the teams, I'm told, one is he doesn't want a fully guaranteed contract, and that feeds into what we were saying. Well, no, not every dime of every year has to be fully guaranteed, but the number I continue to hear is $200 million fully guaranteed at signing. There yeah. may be some non-guaranteed back-end stuff. So you can say, I never asked for a fully guaranteed contract. I'm not looking for a fully guaranteed contract, no, but you're looking for the kind of guarantees that people don't want to give multiple years into the future. And also, and this is funny, this is funny. Pete's told me we need to take a break, but I, I feel compelled to say this. The person who is contacting these other teams is saying that Lamar is ready to move on from the Ravens. Okay, now, I mentioned that in my story yesterday, and for some, that became the headline. Oh, uncertified agent tells teams Lamar is ready to move on. Let's think about this, folks, because I saw the reaction from the Ravens fans is, oh, Florio doesn't know what he's talking about. Florio doesn't have any sources. Florio's making it up again. Oh, look, he said Odell Beckham wants $20 million a year, and Beckham came out and said that was a lie. Now, we already went down that path on Monday. Why wouldn't Odell Beckham want $20 million a year? You know, if he gets $20 million a year, he's the 15th highest paid receiver in the NFL right now. Does he not believe he's one of the top 15 receivers in the NFL? Of course he wants $20 right. million. Right. And with Lamar Jackson, if you're, if you're going to contact teams on behalf of Lamar Jackson to try to get them yes, right. to pursue Lamar Jackson and sign him to an offer sheet, what are you going to say? Are you going to say, you know what? This is just a ruse to get the Ravens to match. He really doesn't want to leave the Ravens. Are you going to say that? Or are you going to say he's ready to move on? Yeah. Let's think about that. Do we really need to think about that? No. Of course the person's going to say he's ready to move on. Hey, you know, can you help me out here? We really we really need the Ravens to pay this guy. He wants to stay in Baltimore. He doesn't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea who right. I am. I'm not certified by the NFLPA. You've never heard of me before today. You've never talked to me before today. You have no relationship with me in the future. Will you please sign him to an offer sheet so the Ravens can match it? Get out of here, people. People, I, I, the principal of the high school I went to used to say common sense ain't. And social media proves that to me. Over and over and over again, every single day, we see what we want to believe, we hear what we want to hear, we think what we want to think, and we ignore common sense. And this is just a microcosm of a much bigger problem. People ignore the common sense that is whacking them over the head so they can support and advance their own agendas and narratives. It really is astounding to see it play out in real time. Yeah, it's well said. You're right. That's uh, that's kind of exactly how it is. And that's where social media is annoying a little bit and... You can't always go. You got to avoid it at times and not listen to some of those people that are just, you know, clueless or don't really understand the full, the full, you know, scope of the situation there. And yeah, you know, that's uh, I know, Mike. I know it gets frustrating at times. All right, now we'll take a break. When we return, about eleven days ago, Packers CEO Mark Murphy said probably too much about Aaron Rodgers. He had a chance to talk again recently, and Mark Murphy said. Nothing at all. We'll discuss that when PFT Live continues right after this. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.